If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Arrington. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Luke Condor with a K. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Not hey, bad. Hey, no, ha- no hat today. No hat today, I've noticed. I've had a bit of a choice. headache. Uh, like, oh, like yeah. a, I think like a sinusy headache sort of thing. And I just feel like the hat is adding extra pressure. Like it's probably not right. it's not changing anything, but just that I just need that I need to feel the wind in my follicles. Yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Sometimes I'll just think, oh, I can't be dealing with a hat today. Yeah, get it off and I throw it off. I guess it's the equivalent <laughs> of like when a woman takes off her bra at the end of the end of a day. It's exactly the same. I mean it's a similar shape. But the head. Yeah. But um it's similar exactly heads. the same. Similar head, similar shape, similar <laughs> hairiness. Yeah. Um, I forgot to say, you're. I was going to talk about this before we started recording, but you've been twitching, you've been Twitch streaming. Uh, yeah, Cat's been doing it as well. Uh, my oh, missus wow. Cat, she's been doing, she's been doing it a lot. She's doing it right now. Uh, no way. But, yeah, you'll have to let me know her deets so I can follow and watch some of her things. It's very early days for me. Like I've not really had many what like people watching at any one time, but I just feel like yeah. if I just keep doing it. Um, I guess it'll just possibly grow, and then if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because I kind of do enjoy it, even when there's like two or three people in there and everyone's kind of having a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I mean, you play, I mean, you're you still really playing games, aren't you? Like it's not like yeah, it's not like pushing yourself in in the balls for entertainment of others. If no one watches, it's like man, I've just pushed myself no. in the balls for an hour and a half. This no. is just playing games. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more people will watch that. Um, I'm going to play some horror actually. So if there are any listeners of the podcast any horror like, fans horror any horror fans <laughs> any podcast listeners who would like to watch some twitch stream is is level underscore one one as in 
a bloody wonder level. Um, and yeah. I think I'm going to play Resident Evil Director's Cut next because I think I've only ever played that once before, and it's got like a properly mad soundtrack. Wait, uh, there's one. Is this the the one that was on the GameCube, or is this the one that's now on the? No, this was the PS1. Oh yeah, got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Director's yeah. cut yeah. of the PS1 game, and it's got a mad soundtrack, including a, a a track when you go into like the basement kitchen or something like that, and it honestly just sounds like somebody is elbow putting their elbow on a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper like that, and that's I'm like a good impression and... of like a MIDI synth. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sound like that. <laughs> my calling. I finally found my calling. Uh, yeah, so there's that. There we go. It'd be cool. fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> news. Have we got any horror news or anything? Uh, there's a couple of bits that I've noticed. Really quickly, we're just going to cover a few films have been pushed back, obviously, because of the current worldwide events. Yeah. Um, it looked like things were going to start being shown in August and September, but I think a lot of places, a lot of um, studios have decided too big a risk. So. It does look like things like A Quiet Place 2 have been pushed back to April 2021, which I think is even later than... It's even more than a year later, I think. It's about, I think it was like March. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty mad. And things like Antlers, which I think was supposed to come out, that Guillermo del Toro produced yeah. horror, has been pushed to February 2021. Um, and then probably, you know, every every other film that you wanted to see. Although I think Candyman is still coming out in September. Or, so. or no, October. No, October. Sorry, that changed again. So. Candyman in October. But then any film you've been, you know, itching to see probably isn't going to be with us for a while. I got some horror news, actually. I don't, I don't normally oh. have horror news. Uh, but Very nice. uh, I would say a friend of mine, but an acquaintance of mine has a horror movie coming out on Shudder. Um, Rob Savage, oh. he uh, has like a Zoom call horror thing uh, that he um, they made during the quarantine that should have picked up. He had that viral thing that went around where he was on a Zoom call and he pranked his friends. Like he cut his camera. He said that there's a sound in the loft and he, he somehow cut his camera and it had like a pre, pre-filmed jump scare and pranked all his mates. Oh, and yes. Went, went kind of viral. Uh, so they made nice. a full feature length uh, Zoom call film that's going on. I think it's called Host. I think it's going live on Shudder this week. That'd be interesting. Thick. Nice. Acquaintances releasing films. Yeah. yeah. The dream. The dream. <laughs> um, what else? Okay. So I didn't see much horror news, actually, to be honest. I've probably missed something seeing this. It's been two weeks since the last episode. I don't know if you saw this, but Simon Pegg and Nick Frost oh, reuniting yeah. to yeah. hunt ghosts in an Amazon comedy horror comedy series called Truth Seekers. I haven't actually watched the trailer yet, but it's like a, a horror comedy around about a three-person paranormal investigation team. And I've seen some images from it. Um, and it does look... I think Malcolm McDowell's in it as well. And it looks like it could be pretty interesting, but I'm not, that is out. Uh, it looked like... It um, pretty soon, I think. It looked like... I watched the trailer, and it looked like the halfway point between what we do in the shadows and uh, Paul... You know the Nick Frost and Simon Pegg film. Yeah, that kind nice of vibe. combination there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be good. I know they've kind of reunited. We it seems like we always get a Simon Pegg Nick Frost reunion in some way. There was that. What was that film from like last year or 
God, I've forgotten it already. I didn't even, I didn't even watch school it. School one. It was like they produced yeah, the one. school one. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. bloody school one. They're both yeah. in that. Uh, so yeah, they seem to cross paths fairly regularly these days. So it's not as much of a big deal as perhaps it would have been before. Um, some sad news. John Saxon, star of Nightmare on Elm Street, Black Christmas, has passed away at the age of 83. So he is... No, I didn't know he was that old. Yeah, um... me neither. Me neither. He's, also, uh, someone said he was in Enter the Dragon. I was like, no, he's not. Is he? <laughs> and he is. He's in, <laughs> he's in Enter the Dragon. And now... he? He's in from Dust of Dawn as well, apparently, here from Liston. I think he's just one of the one of the guys in the Titty Twister. <laughs> yeah. Titty, twitty, twitty Twister. Uh, yeah, so rest <laughs> in peace, uh, John Saxon. Um, and what else? What else have we got? Um, I guess this is kind of like a what I've been watching thing. Yeah. And I guess I will talk about it. But Dave Franco's horror movie was his directorial debut, The Rental. It tops the weekend box office. I think in America there it's been like I think maybe it was a drive-in theaters quite a lot in the US, and it's released on demand as well. So that's topped the box office over there with about four hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've seen we've seen like a few horrors released in this time on demand and drive through theaters like recent weeks, like relic and the wretched. Uh, and they seem to be doing pretty well. People seem to be lapping them up, sucking them up. Nicely. Which is, which is nice. It's good to see horror still kind of thriving in these. Do you think because we've been going through some hard times, some dark times, um, uncertain times as everybody likes to say, do you think... If I had a bingo card for someone saying uncertain times, I'd be on it. Yeah. Yeah, go on. <laughs> do you think there'll be more horror movies as a sort of cathartic release for people? Or do you think um, people will be like, yeah. it's too, too dark now, it's too real. I can imagine we'll get a lot of horrors kind of set in... Well, we'll probably get a lot of films set in lockdown. Not not necessarily made in lockdown, but I'm saying set in lockdown. Yeah. In lockdown will be, will be like a new... Well, I guess setting for something for these little stay at home, and I guess yeah, there's a lot, there's lots of potential for that. For you know, someone being stuck in the house, can't leave the house, and then going bloody crazy, going stir crazy in here. Um, so yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be like an influx of that. Um, and I don't think people are going to think, oh, it's too close to home. I think people like that. People like when you know when bad things happen. Could almost a lot of people happen. do say, yeah. Oh, well, it feels like a film this does. Or I wonder when there's going to be a film made about this. Do you know what I mean? That's like one of the first things people say. Yeah. So apart from, ah, <laughs> help me. Yeah. So there we go. That is pretty much that. Have you cool. been watching anything? Like... What have I been watching? Um, the Truman Show. It was on Netflix. Oh, um, yes. It's not quite a horror movie, I suppose. But it's, um... I don't know. I mean, I've always had a soft spot for it. I think it's a great film. I think there's the bits where Ed Harris is uh, talking through the sun, <laughs> mm. um, mm. on a, and he's like, uh, "What's his name? Um, Harry Truman." Harry Truman is about to break out. It's uh, amazing, amazing little moment. Free mm. uh, Women I watched, which isn't the same as Little Women. Free Women is a seventies film. Um, is it like Free Willy but with women? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's three women are stuck in a box, and this little guy has to help them out. 
little kid comes along. <laughs> they jump yeah. over a wall into into the ocean. It's, it's emotional. It's uh, it's uh, it's actually pretty good. It was Shelley Duvall. Uh, it's a Robert Altman film, and he made it based on a dream. Um, Shelley oh. Duvall and oh, what's her name? Um, Carrie. Shelley Duvall pre Shining, yes. Um, I actually don't know the I don't know the timeline. She seems much happier in this film. I'll tell you that. Oh right. Could be either then. Could be pro- well, it's probably before then, if that's the case. Sissy Spacek. That's that's who it is. Yeah. Um, Sissy. And it's like um, if you've seen Lost Highway or those, or, um, there's a couple of David Lynch movies where characters change to different characters throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a similar sort of <laughs> yeah. vibe to that, uh, but a bit more dreamy. It's pretty good. It was does some kind of uncanny moments, but not necessarily horror. Eight yeah. and, I watched Fellini's Eight and a Half because my friend had a Mubi subscription. Mubi is kind of like Shudder, but uh, art, not art house films, more serious films, I guess. Highbrow. It's yeah. really highbrow films. Highbrow. Brows are up here. Exactly, yeah. Right there. Um, <laughs> all the way up. That's oh, on the fringe. On the fringe of cinema, that's why they call it that, because the brow is so yeah. high up. True. Uh, but it's, I watched Fellini's Eight and a Half, which I've seen a few times. Which um, Have you seen Eight and a Half? It's a really weird film about a director trying to make a film. Um, and it's it's like a weird, again, like dream logic sort of film. Um, and then I watched Don't Breathe, which is uh, not oh, the yes. same as those sort of films. Don't Breathe is a great time. I've seen it mm. three times already, and it still still really gets me. This moment's in it, just really tense. Yeah. Um, I saw that for the first time on a plane, on like a tiny little Game Boy screen. <laughs> Game Boy <laughs> Color. Game Boy Color, yeah. Well, yeah, it had no backlight though, so every time the uh, plane went past the sun, or stars, the yeah. sun. Yeah, I hate it when you're on the plane, you just can't, like the sunlight is on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, sunlight. Uh, yeah, but that's good. I like that film. Who was that directed by again? Fede Alvarez. Alvarez. That's right, yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. We haven't, done, we haven't done Don't Breathe on this podcast, have we? Have we not? I don't I feel like I've seen it. That. When I feel like I've yeah. seen a film a lot, it's usually because we've done a podcast about it, but maybe not. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, nice. Anything else? I think that's it. I think that is it. Yeah, what about you? Uh, so I've watched a few things. I'll try and be pretty quick with all of them because I've obviously been, it's been two weeks and I've had a bit of a crazy, crazy time in terms of watching films. So. After watching today's film, House on Haunted Hill, yeah, I know we discussed before that this would be like a good triple feature with, because of the Dark Castle Entertainment um, remakes, we discussed before that Thirteen Ghosts, House on Haunted Hill, and Ghost Ship would be a good Is triple Ghost feature. Ghost Ship a remake? I don't think it's a remake, but it's like okay. a Dark Castle Entertainment film that came out like they all came out pretty closely in, in a few years. Yeah. yeah. 99, 2001, and 2002. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd re that because obviously it's got quite a iconic, I guess you'd say iconic, opening sequence. Um, and that opening sequence, I, I seem to have completely misremembered it. I mean, like the same thing happens, but in my brain it happens somewhere else. Really strange. Not on the ship. Uh, but what do you mean? It's on, it's not on, on the, the ship. It's on the ghost just, ship. Just happened somewhere else. Yeah. Um, Carl Urban, but yeah, isn't it? And, uh... I seem... Yeah, Carl Urban, but he's, he's, he's of quite a minor part, I guess. But 
despite the fact I have really misremembered it because there's like pretty much there's barely any blood and guts and gore. There aren't really that many like malevolent spirits. Like in my head, I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's loads of horrible ghosts and that attacking people. There aren't really. There's like one potential like malevolent spirit. Um, there's like a good a good guy ghost, a little girl. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a guy who's like the force of the. I can't ruin it, but then there's like a a, a force of the ship which is like collecting souls. But honestly, there aren't there aren't many like kills or like I mean there are a couple, but I remember it's just the only thing I remember is Carl Urban eating like worms. Yeah, yeah. So they're eating dude. some lovely food, and then suddenly yeah. he goes, "Oh, actually, actually, it's worms." And he ah oh, shit, yeah. pretty much like what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty awful. I also watched Wrong Turn. Uh, just wanted to kind of remember that because I remember enjoying it at the cinema. Apparently, and, the second you know, one's pretty decent, like really decent. Well. This is kind of what I did. So I didn't want to... Apparently there's five sequels, so there are six wrong turns in total. Didn't know that. That's all the way back I'd to the pre- right turn, isn't it? I saw the way, oh, take, take enough wrong turns, you end up on a, back on a right turn, mate. Um, and I didn't really want to watch the others. So I watched the first one. Um, proper cliche. Kind of ridiculous, but nice and gory. Lots of great kills. And then I decided to watch on YouTube the, um, these these videos that basically sum up the rest of the films with the kill count. I don't know if you've ever seen this on YouTube, kill count no. from... I so. Um, so, let's have a look a second. It's, so for, it's from Dead Meat. And basically, there is a YouTube channel that does, does does a kill count for every single every single horror film out there. Well, as many horror films out there as you can think of. Um, and like the way they were killed and like the ratio of the kills, like male to female. and yeah. It's pretty cool. But uh, Jay put me onto that. Jay joined us for uh, what episode did he join us for? Pet Sam Double Bill. Pet Sam Double Bill. Yeah, he put me onto that. He said, "Have a look at this YouTube uh, channel," and I did, and I've been enjoying it ever since. So yeah, I pretty much consumed the rest of the Wrong Turn films in that format, which isn't obviously classic. Huh. Uh, also, I watched The Frighteners with Michael oh, J. Mate. Fox, directed by Peter Jackson. I kind of forgot it was directed by Peter Jackson. Um. It's a great film. Yeah, the like effects it. are a bit wobbly. Yeah, the, the faces are... coming out of the walls and stuff. Yeah, that doesn't look right. That it, looks uh, like PS1 graphics. Yeah, Jake Busey, isn't it? I think is the Jake Busey, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's great. I mean, would you call it a horror film? Kind of. I suppose you would. Yeah. Um. Then I watched Halloween two and three because I've seen two, but I haven't seen three. You have watched the uh, lot. Yeah. Is it in, in a couple of crazy weeks. So Halloween two, I always find a bit boring, a bit uneventful. But you know, it's Michael Myers stalking Laurie Strode in Haddonfield, so it's still entertaining to a degree. Halloween three, season of the witch is when they tried to like do the sort of anthology thing. So no Michael Myers, um, and I think that's already always kind of put me off. Maybe why I haven't watched it before, but it's fun. It's yeah. pretty silly in places, but it's still a good time, and it's got like probably one of the best soundtracks. I think it's John Carpenter and somebody else. Yeah. But the soundtrack's insane. Really good. Yeah. Um, am I going to watch the rest of the Halloween movies? Probably not, because how many do we get? Then we get uh, Return of Michael Myers, then five, there's a six, and then then it like goes back with H2O and Resurrection. Yeah. It's interesting. I always wonder yeah. about those kind of franchises. I wonder when the producers think, 
the story's gotten out of hand now. <laughs> At what point yeah. did it feel like we've lost the thread of what this thing is? Yeah. It's like the story's got a hand. Let's go back to basics. And then it just happens all again and all again. And it unravels. Yeah. Um, and then the film that I mentioned earlier, which is Dave Franco's horror directorial debut, uh, The Rental, which I watched. And I was really, really into this. Initially, I was a bit like, eh, eh I'm not so sure. So think of like an Airbnb set. That's that's a setup, is it? It's an Airbnb. <laughs> They're obviously like renting a house from somebody. Yeah. It's like a horror thriller. But it's like it's really unpleasant. Uh, it kind of it keeps keeps surprising you at every turn because it's easy to like try and second guess a film like this. Well, why don't you do this? What if this happened? It's honestly got a good reason for everything to happen and a good reason for other things not to happen. Like, why don't you call the police if this is happening? Yeah, it's a, there's a good reason why they're not calling the police. So it's it's a really smart film. I felt uh, really good character driven film as well. Alison Brie is in it. Dan Stevens. Um, That's his wife, well, isn't it? Uh, Dave Franco's wife. Dave Franco's wife is yeah. Alison Brie, yeah. Is so I think, she's, I think she's great, but she's pretty good in this. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Dan Stevens isn't Dave Franco's wife, but he, I'm getting more and more impressed by him and everything I see him in. Have you seen like, The was, Guest? I have seen The Guest, yeah. yeah and I think he's great in that. Yeah. But everything else was like, oh, Beauty and a Beast, is it? Oh, what's all this? Oh, Dan Stevens, he's in everything. The last few things I've seen him in, I thought he's got a lot of range. Yeah, it's like vocal range. He's singing in that yeah. um, Eurovision song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's really adaptable as well. Like, because he just seems to slot into these. I mean, I suppose that's what an actor does, you know, slots into different yeah, roles. Yeah, him more than most. Like, he's he's done like more serious. Th- oh, he's also the uh, Legion guy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and apart from that, I've watched. Other stuff, but probably not stuff is worth talking about on the podcast. That sounds weird. That sounds like I'm just saying I've watched <laughs> naughty movies, uh, which I have. All five stars. <laughs> but that's pretty much that. And then there was this, which I watched probably about two weeks ago now. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, the name of this film, I just can't remember <laughs> what it was called. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Um, so when you messaged me yesterday... So I've, I wasn't sure if it was, a joke. it was a joke first. Was it a joke? No. I just couldn't remember <laughs> what the name of it was. Like, so you messaged me to tell me that I you knew, were going to watch it. I knew the film. I yeah. knew exactly what it was. I just like, so it... you called it Haunting House Hill Hotel. Yeah, I knew it was along those lines. <laughs> Weirdly, as I watched that... <laughs> yeah, I, was... I mean, it is. <laughs> as I was watching it, um, I was like... Uh, Mate, American Horror Story owes a lot to Dark Castle films. Like mm. the whole vibe of American Horror Story, they they steal all of the sort of the the scare tactics. The sounds yeah. are the same. The shaky head thing that they all got from Jacob's Ladder, but um, American Horror Story rips on rips off of the Dark Castle films so hard. Um, yeah, which is weird because no one else did. No one, everyone else was like, nah, <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. And then American Horror Story are like, we're going to run with this. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it's confusing because you've got The Haunting, you've got The Haunting of Hill House, Yeah. you've got House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is confusing. I was confused it's for free. a second. It's free. It's free things. <laughs> Those three things, not together. Also, The so Haunting is The Haunting about... of Hill House. Like, that is the, another remake of yeah. that story. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> A lot of people talk about early 2000s horror as like some sort of barren wasteland of like 
shit of like uh, new metal soundtracks. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, there is that. There is that. Yeah. yeah, but there's something. I don't know whether we've just hit a point now, 20 years later, where there's something like these aren't. I wouldn't call them good films in any sense, like accomplished films or good stories, or but there's something Quite about fun, it like though. that I just really like and I can't stop watching. Yeah. I don't know what, like even as I said, like, I watch Ghost Ship. I would easily give that like a four out of ten. I watched Thirteen <laughs> Ghosts, obviously for the podcast. Yeah, I don't know why I give that, but it's it was. I think we were pretty. It was pretty low. You know what like, it is? They swing for the fences. These films, like they they're just so bonkers. Like, there's just so much stuff going on, but they really they just go for it. They're yeah, not subtle like, at all. I, I guess you would say a bit mean, but you would say they're shit films. But they're like, despite being shit films, they're watchable. They're entertaining. You come yeah. away from it, kind of. Yeah, that was shit, wasn't it? But like in a good way. Maybe it's like a nice bomb. I mean, there's a lot of like art horror these days. Uh, so you kind of have to go in with a bit more patience. Uh, whereas these films, like, no, no patience needed. It's like, oh. we're just going to get started straight away. There's a wacky character who can talk to ghosts for some reason. There's an alcoholic. There's a Vincent Price looking dude with a mustache. Yeah. Captain Barbosa's in it. What else do you need? Captain Barbosa. By the way, I was thinking about this a lot whilst I was watching this film. <clears throat> Barbosa is better than Jack Sparrow as a character, as a character oh. on screen. I just think Barbosa has got such a like a. Although I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, Jack Sparrow is electrifying, but Barbosa, there's something about him. I, I think, think Barbosa has got like the most interesting character arc or arcs in the Pirates franchise because he he's he's on one side, he's on the other side. He's a, this he's is happening a, to him. A, he's a, a royal captain person at one point. Then he's a pirate madness. again. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, the, I mean, the plots are absolutely nonsensical. You must start believing in most story. And he's got it's Jeffrey Rush. I'm pretty uh, busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Well, it's that bit, um, uh, me and Kat always, like, howl with laughter, uh, where, um, I think it's number three, which isn't a good one, but they've got the, the telescopes out, and uh, Jack gets the massive one, and he's got the yeah. slightly bigger one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. contest. Yeah, good stuff indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say. Well, two thousand horror, two thousand horror, two thousand horror. Yeah. So, so shall I just a little bit about this one? <clears throat> I think this has got so many recognisable faces from the early two thousands as well. People that we've already covered in various horror films already. So uh, House on Haunted Hill is a 1999 American supernatural horror film directed by William Malone, starring Jeffrey Rush, Famke Janssen, Tay Diggs, Ali, Art- Ali Larter, Bridget Wilson, Peter Gallagher, Chris Kattan. I've read everyone out, sorry. Um, the plot follows a group of strangers who are invited to a party at an abandoned insane asylum where they are offered $1 million each by an amusement, amusement park mogul if they are able to survive the night. So this is the... Uh, remake of what year did the original one come out of this? 1959, I think. 59. The remake of that. So, oh, as we mentioned, is Dark Castle Entertainment. I think it's their first film, um, the production company that went on to make a few things, quite a few things. But Heist on Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship were the first three. What and happened? Then they did so, like... did they just for these three films? I think a quite strong little catalogue yeah. of films, especially they... like. Box office wise, they must yeah. have made a lot. Yeah. But they they did they've done quite a lot. They did the House of Wax remake, oh, Gothica. Like, I remember that being alright. Yeah, the Orphan, oh, Splice, yeah. 
then they kind of stepped, up, stepped a little bit away from horror. And it looks like we've got things like The Losers, uh, Bullet to the Head, that Sylvester Stallone film. By the way, I think um, Splice is on Netflix at the minute, and that's worth a watch. It's weird. Yeah. Which Maybe reminds that's me. A... Sorry. <laughs> which reminds me of another piece of news. David Cronenberg's son has a film coming out called Possessor or something like that. Oh my like. god, yes. And the trailer I think that was because the trailer dropped a week or so ago, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this looks insane. I mean, it's a really, really good trailer. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I was a bit like, oh shit, that was it's good. It's giving me like Panos. Uh, I can't remember his name. The guy who made Mandy, that sort of yeah. visual sort of sensibility. It looks um, like a sort of a, a sci-fi horror, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. A weird, and it's got Andrea Riseborough who's in Mandy. Oh, there as you go. well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's she's pretty good. She was a, the last thing I think we. Uh, well, I was going to say we, but I don't know if you've seen it. Last thing I saw in was The Grudge, and that was the shiter. Started <laughs> this year. The Shiter. Um, I've been meaning to watch that guy's other films, though. Piercing, he made. And <coughs> something else before he made The Grudge, Eyes of the Mother or something ah, like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which apparently we're so gonna... is this... This is Brandon Cronenberg's first... No. I don't know. No, he's done a film called Antiviral. Oh, So right. I don't know whether it's a short film or a long one. <laughs> but I've never seen it. But yeah, there we go. The fact that he's sort of doing horror films and what looks like body horror as well. Quite Cronenbergian. Yeah. Very Cronenbergian, which I kind of, he's, he's got to do, mate. Because otherwise you'd go and it's Cronenbergian and he's like, well, I don't make horror films. Yeah. Like lovely do you make indie dramas. these kind of films because of your dad? No. I mean, it's an in- like what? I don't think it's an influence me whatsoever. Yeah. This film's about a teleportation a device Shit. and a guy gets mutated to a fly. <laughs> Coincidence, mate. Coincidence, <laughs> mate. What a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, yes. Wait, what were you saying? So, who we got in this film? Uh, Jeffrey Rush, mm-hmm. Barbosa, Famke Janssen, who we all know is Jean Grey. Uh, but she did a few things like this. Uh, she's like playing an evil... Bond girl. She was, yeah, uh, she was an evil Bond girl, wasn't she? Yeah. In something. All I remember James is the scene where she tries to kill Pierce Brosnan by squeezing him with her legs. If you remember yeah. that, yeah, I've been terrified of women ever since. <laughs> Haven't gone near one since uh, Goldeneye. What was the um, she was in that uh, Hemlock Grove as well, which wasn't particularly ah, uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't very good. werewolf shite. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Tay uh, Diggs. Yeah, so Tay I Diggs. know the name but... more than the person. Is hey Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs. Do you reckon he shows you around his digs? Check out my digs, yeah, Tay Diggs is digs. Um, that'd be a great show for him to help. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember him mainly from Equilibrium. About... He was like the other main dude, wasn't he, in Equilibrium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Pay digs, digs, people's digs. Like, yeah, he goes around, he, he, he rakes people's... <laughs> yeah, rakes people's digs. And he could have another show where yeah. he likes, like, garden uh, upkeep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tay digs, digs, your digs. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same title. Two different shows, same title. Confusing for some. <laughs> uh, Peter Gallagher is Donald W. Blackburn. Oh, okay, this is Sandy from the OC, which we'll all know yeah. from that. Uh, but his eyebrows seem much tamer in this film. I noticed. Chris, oh, I recognised him from. I recognised him from something. I don't this... know if it is 
the OC, surely. And he's, I'm sure he's been in other things as well. Um, Chris, <laughs> Kat, Chris Catton is Watson Pritchett, who's like the owns the house or is some sort of owner. Um, he was a Saturday yeah. Night Live comedian, I think. I yeah. don't recognize him. He had a sort of Rick Moranis sort of quality to him, though, I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's a good point. He did. Glasses and kind of wild hand gestures and hair. Yeah. Um, Ali, Ali Lartz was in this and realized, we pointed out when we were watching this, that Final Destination is three years after this, where she plays a high school kid. And this film, 1999, she's playing like some sort of businesswoman. She's, well, you don't know that. Like, it's, um, she might be putting that on, right? Is that part of the plot? Please <laughs> remember them. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, so even as three years, like she seems like a a, a woman of maybe like mid thirties. As soon as you see Ellie Larter in a film, you're like, oh, this is a Nazi's horror movie. Like, yeah, she's is she, got is that. she in one of the Resi Resi films as well? Yeah, so I think she plays Claire Redfield in the Resident Evil films. Maybe pops up in the third one and then sporadically throughout the franchise. I think. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> yeah, Bridget Wilson. I think like... Bridget Wilson is the one with like the shit weird video camera yeah. walking around going, this is, a, oh, this is a TV show. Yeah. Uh, um, Carl Schechter. Don't recognize that guy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just a few more like random people. Whoa, obviously we get Jeffrey the... Coombs is in it. I don't even recognize Oh, he plays the... Um... He plays the Doctor, doesn't he? Yeah. Did not even uh, recognize him. Oh my God, no. No, I didn't. And now I think back to it. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I also saw him recently in... Uh, what did I see him in? I saw him in something else. I've forgotten it. Was it um, The Frighteners. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The Frighteners as well. As like the, as like the FBI agent who's like really... Who looks like Hitler. He's got like a... And then it does turn out he was... I think he was... Yeah, I won't go into that, but... <laughs> Yeah, so he's. I mean, oh my god. Okay, yeah, so he's yeah, got a really, yeah. really minor role in this, which is kind of a shame. He kind of. Does, I don't think he says anything. He does. If if it's first I'm thinking of, he's at the end. He's a, the face of the beast at one point. The great yeah, yeah. I think, beast. So. I think he's just like the. He's like a doctor, and he was yeah, one of the yeah. doctors. He was there talking about. Uh, yeah. So. Andy Conduit Turner, who joined us mm. for last week's episode, said this was the first A-team related, uh, rated film he saw in cinemas, maybe? Did he say that? I think he said that. Sorry if I'm misquoting you. Um, and I think I saw this... I remember not not being 18 when I saw it, being, oh, bloody hell. I'm allowed to watch this, am I? And being a bit, like, terrified. It's weird when you're terrified of films and you go back to them and you're a bit like... Yeah. Just a husk of a man it doesn't affect you even slightly yeah, yeah. bad I'm like made of cardboard these days there's nothing yeah you go what's that gruesome murder someone's getting their body ripped apart into pieces seen it <laughs> I don't look very real yeah although I'll tell you what um, the last thing that did make me go was um, actually no in this film there is a moment that made me go uh, right at the start we get like the the inmates of this psychiatric ward going crazy on the the doctors and that. There's like a guy with some pencils. Yeah. Uh, and he gets like the pencils through the neck. And I was like, well, that's pretty gruesome. Uh, that got me a bit. Oh, lead poisoning. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking was uh, in Channel Zero in the fourth season, 
the guy at the end of the first episode, the guy gets stabbed in the head repeatedly like a screwdriver. And the, the effects were, were like very realistic. Um, yeah, we're getting pretty good at doing you effects hide. these days. Did you hide? I hid behind. <laughs> yeah, they are. The TV. Sofa. <laughs> you hid behind the TV, but then you could like see into the back of it. Yeah. Even worse. Even worse. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so at the start of this film, there is like a flashback to the 1930s. The Vanacut Vanacut Psychiatric Institute for the Criminally Insane. And you can see there's obviously various different experiments happening. There's a sadistic Dr. Richard B. Vanacut, who's like the main, who is um, Jeffrey Coombs. Yeah. And I guess they're all doing a horrible, doing a load of horrible stuff to the inmates and then there's like the patients start a revolt they like start a fire and then they attack and kill like the staff but i think something happens where basically everyone there staff inmates all die in like an inferno yes like locked up or something right the whole place locks down locked up yeah i think when something bad happens like all these big metal shutters come down and close and you know which is silly really so yeah they all die (laughs) yeah and then for some reason Someone's bought that place. Some, or they've got it. Just come up on the market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay. Great, great view. It's uh, it's a weird looking building as well. It's kind of like uh, it looks like PlayStation Five. It does look like the PlayStation Five stuck into the yeah. cliff edge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuck into cliff edge. Um, and when we're introduced to Stephen Price, uh, played by Jeffrey Rush, he's like an amusement park man mogul. Um, he's got a really weird like marriage with Famke Anson, who is yeah Evelyn. They like properly hate each other to the what? point where they're obviously fucking with each other constantly yeah trying get to one get, over the other. yeah trying to get one over uh but then like, i i never quite know if it's if they do actually care for each other i mean it's difficult mm. to tell 
But maybe not yeah. because Sam Kiansen does. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah. I just kept imagining them to turn around at one point and just go like, "Oh, I bloody love you." Well, I yeah. wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing. I know we're trying yeah. to get one over on each other, and we're basically trying to make each other jealous at every turn. But yeah, um, but yeah, there's a pretty cool bit where obviously Stephen Price is introducing his new ride, and they go. He goes up in the lift in a lift with a film crew, and then the lift malfunctions and drops. Yeah, and it's all part of the ride. The thing is, you go on that once, then you tell someone, and it won't be effective then, will it? Yeah. Um, it's probably why they haven't actually built one in real life. It's a lot of work. Yeah. There's, absolute, there's a mad bit as well in there where they obviously set it up to make it look like one of the roller coaster cars is coming off the track. Yeah. And obviously the pe- people see it, and do then you, they obviously shit their pants. Do, do you recognize that roller coaster? I've got, it's, it's part of the trivia, but... Um, is it about. the Hulk roller coaster? It is the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. the studios. Yeah, as soon as as soon as up there, the we like, me and Cat were like, oh, "That's one of our favorite roller coasters." Like it's oh. a great roller coaster. Amazing. Um, yeah, but then they do. Yeah, they so got fake, where, fake yeah. bodies on the. <laughs> yeah, that's not part of the actual roller coaster. Like one of the carts just like flies off the. Flies yeah. off the thing. Yeah. I mean, that is terrifying. If you yeah. saw that and you really had no idea. Oh my god! What if you shake? What if you shake something you sh- like? Oh, because what if you shake yourself? What if you shake? <laughs> what, what if you shake yourself and then you shake something like you're on there with I don't know, someone, <laughs> someone next to you, and you just go, well, I'm actually gonna die, yeah. and then you just go, well, I don't know, anything. You could just, I love, I've loved you all along. <laughs> ah! They get a photo I've finish of that. You. They'll never forget. I fucked a goat once. I fucked a goat once. What? Just you I and the phone finish like this. <laughs> yeah, had to go. I had to tell Do you want someone. that on the key ring, sir? No, wait, wait, tell that one. Nah, not. How much? Fifteen dollars. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. get out of it. I'll leave it. You ever see people at the at the um, amusement park? Amusement park at the theme park, trying to take a photo of the screen with their. <laughs> There's no police in that. Like so someone get no, you can't do that. There's no police. That's in it. interesting. Yeah. And phone cameras these days, you could just basically recreate yeah. it <laughs> in Photoshop. Um, so yeah, so we get the, infra- the idea that Stephen Price is a uh, a big prankster, like he mm. a elaborate prankster. He likes to scare the shit out of people. And then we're also introduced to Evelyn and his wife, who is supposed to be putting together some sort of guest list for this house, and he's got like it on a on a word processor. Um, but then, as he leaves, as he walks walks out of the room, the word processor starts changing the names for um, yeah. some other names. Haunted, yeah. haunted word processor. Yeah. Um, the scariest of the ghosts, I would say. Yeah. If a ghost has got access to your files, then where does it end? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, it, like all all our guests pull up to the giant house um introduced to everyone everyone's got like a an invitation you spend a spend a night in this house and you win a million dollars uh mm. as they get to the gate i can't remember his name pritchett Prit, Prit, pritchett well, watson pritchett great name two surnames there <laughs> he's um seems a bit he he's like the uh matthew Lillard character 
in 13 Ghosts. Like, he knows what's up. He knows someone ain't right. Yeah. Um, so he's the owner of the building. He's, like, convinced this evil. I think he lived there as a child when it was, like, a private residence. Yeah. And he's like, it's bad, bad juju. Um, so, yeah, this is Evelyn's, like, birthday party where basically however many six, five or six strangers turn up. Um, and obviously she's convinced that it was Stephen Price's, he's playing a trick on her. She, he's kind of convinced that Evelyn's Wait, doing, a, doing a wrong end. I couldn't actually work out who, what is the party for? Why is people getting a million dollars? It's <laughs> weird. So it's like, so it's Evelyn's birthday. Yeah. And it's being, it's taking the place at this house for some reason, because Stephen Price has organized that. And I don't know. I think initially they were going to invite people they knew, possibly, yeah, but to, f- to fuck with them. But then, obviously, now the the building has haunted the word processor, sent out the invites to ran to what what looks like random strangers. Yeah, but why so, is he yeah. giving a million dollars out to people to stay the night? Because he's oh, obviously got he's got some stuff set up. He's hoping that will make them leave. That'll make them go. Nah, I can't be doing this. Right. Like I think he's he's not involved in the killer house. To Full of murderous ghosts. But what did to... he have planned then? Like uh, he's got a camera set up. He got a skeleton coming out of the wall. Ah! <laughs> skeleton covered in, covered in he, cobwebs. He had some guns. He had some guns. Oh, he did have guns. And that's it. Well, they were blanks. But like, he didn't have any sort of spook moments. Uh, I reckon he had a, a couple of fake spiders with batteries in them, running round. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Uh, and he had, he had a man. He was very like. Him. I mean, he was um, he was practically giving that those million dollars away. Like yeah. people aren't going to run away with like no, spooky spiders and stuff. Yeah, it's a good job. It's pretty haunted. <laughs> It'd be bankrupt. Yeah, if anything, they've done him a they've done him a favour. They've saved. Yeah. I nearly murdered him, but they've saved him a few, you a bob. few yeah. bob, bob dob. Uh, so anyway, as as the everyone. Gets in the house. Everyone's like, everyone's as cute, confused as we are. Like, what? Wants to spend the night in the house? That's fine. That much money. Uh, Sandy from the OC is uh, drinking a cocktail. Pretty much mm. from the get go. The uh, Pritchett is drinking his head off as well. There's some like um, really overly theatrical uh, introductory scenes between Evelyn and and Stephen Price. Both yep. trying to act more suave and kind of dashingly evil than the other there's a bit right at the start i just realized where like a chandelier or is it a glass window the like glass, the glass window yeah breaks falls in and then ty Diggs like saves Thamke Anson. yeah but like a massive horrible show and a glass goes into the ground and she's sort of like bleeding and stuff was that one of stephen price's weird tricks don't think so he well he was like that wasn't nothing to do with me he was like that was you wasn't it Thamke Anson? and she was like yeah. no it was you jeffrey rush Jesus Christ! Could be around these two. She's like, uh, "Get off me, you pervert, Tay Diggs," because he saved her life. Yeah, but I mean, everyone everyone was getting covered in glass, but he went to her, obviously. Yeah, he He was just like later in the film, he he picks up (laughs) Ali Lata by the bump cheeks. Oh yeah, (laughs) and like he just like gives like a sly. Don't get any ideas, and he's like. Yeah, yeah. Basically, as soon as he got there, he's like, "I'm gonna rugby tackle Famke Janssen at the first instance that I can." Yeah, last window smashing. Pick someone up by the butt cheeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how he he lasts in today's world. 
Um, uh, <laughs> no, no. Who knows? Um, former television personality Melissa Marr, who is played by Bridget Wilson, has got like a weird video camera, and she's like filming everything. And she's basically she thinks it's going to be her big break, like a she can make it a reality TV show. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, she's pretty annoying. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know why. At some point, they decide, oh, they're gonna, oh, the lockdown shutters come down, so everyone gets trapped yep. inside. Lockdown, uh, lockdown, topical. Exactly. Lockdown yeah. shutters come down. We're all metaphorical shutters around all of our houses right now, Luke. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, really. I've, <laughs> I've been to the pub. Yeah. Oh yeah. I saw your picture. Uh, so. Everyone's trapped in the in, inside. I think the reason they go downstairs is because they're trying to find a way out. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think they're just like, yeah. So not long after this, it's revealed that St- uh, Stephen Price has got like a a guy in a control room, like doing a doing a knobs and the switches and like. But then he goes and says like, "Oh, nice touch with the lockdown or something." Or didn't he say something? Like that? Or that yeah, wasn't yeah. in the yeah. agreement? He's like, "I want me, pal." That yeah. wasn't me. So obviously, then we realise something's wrong. But yeah, I don't know why. But for some reason, they just all sort of split off and start also, investigating. If he's like nice touch for the lockdown, now no one can leave. Now mm. I'm gonna have to spend all six yeah. million dollars. No, why is that a good thing for him? Like, no, it's not. But basically, yes, yeah, so I think people go off looking for what can could be like a way out. Yeah, I guess a way out. Why would they want to leave at this point? Because you'd want to stay, wouldn't you? Creepy. I just because they're locked in. I mean, they're <laughs> inst- pretty- yeah, they're like instantly giving up on the game. But they go for a wander downstairs. I mean, if you look at the house on the outside, going downstairs isn't going to get you anywhere. It's just going to get you no. into, into I think. The I place. think maybe they're looking for a control. I think there's apparently a control panel right, for the, right. that the unlock yeah. the thing. Yeah. So they explore like the basement, and we get. Who else do we get? So, yeah, I think it. they find out that Ali Larter isn't who she said she was. She's like the assistant of the person she said she is. Yeah. And she's obviously like nicked the, yeah, that'd be difficult. If she won the million and then she's like, right, you got to claim it now. Or I'm going to need all your details. And she's like, I'm not the person I said I was. Oh. Yeah. She fixes, like, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, she just puts two wires together and reaches a hand into the wall. Pops two wires together. And oh my god! Yeah, on. it's like the weirdest horror. Like you would never an electrician's nightmare. That is, there's just like loads of stuff hanging out. Yeah, just put two wires together, fixed it. No idea. Uh, it's like it's all like live wires. Is there any ground ground wire in there? Who knows? Just shove it all together. Yeah. See what see what happens. <laughs> she like ties then, it yeah, into a something... loop, just like a double knot. <laughs> That's fine. Over the butterfly god. through the goalposts, <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> just like that. Would teach me. Yeah, uh, but then like we get a first sees... spooky moment. Yeah, yeah. So Eddie is like just milling about, and then so, hey, Eddie, she look, kind of follows him. To... Yeah, say digs. Check out these digs. Yeah, come and see if you dig these digs. <laughs> um, and she follows him, and then he like falls into a, what looks like a big old tank of blood. Yeah, gloopy, very gloopy. Um, and she obviously tries to save him, and then suddenly the real Eddie appears. So she realizes that the Eddie she's trying to save. Obviously, you ain't really there. And if someone tries to pull her in. It's all very, very spooky at this point. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're flirting big time, I thought, Eddie and, Eddie and Sarah. Like, they've literally just met. 
literally just met and they're making they're proper they're flirting at serious eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um maybe that's how it worked in nineteen ninety nine. I'd be all flustered. We're a different oh. different world back then. Which is weird to think twenty years ago. Uh so with the ne- the actual first death scene I think is actually really spooky. Um what's her face? Uh Wanessa. Oh, yeah. Is it Wanessa? Is that even a name? Waynetta. Waynetta Slob. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Melissa. <sighs> okay. I was mixing up Vanessa and... Melissa Margaret Marr. Triple M. Okay. She's basically like Triple, triple H's. What, uh... <laughs> Mum. Nemesis. <laughs> Mum. <laughs> so she she's like... she. I need to... She's like a true ghost hunter. She wants to get some footage for her TV show. Goes downstairs mm. all on her own. I mean, it's creepy as shit. Anyway, I mean, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be going down there, man. Uh, she sneaks down. She goes to this one room. Um, it's like an operating theater. And through her camera, she sees the ghosts of Jeffrey Coombs and these people operating on this guy. And then yeah. she turn, takes the camera away, and there's nothing there. Looks in the camera again, and then she sees them again. And then he all stop and, like... and turn to look at. Her. That's a creepy moment. Yeah. That's a really yeah, that's creepy a moment. That's that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Um. And then uh, she just vanishes, right? Doesn't she just like vanish? She turns around and this thing like runs toward it. It looks like it's like Rubber Johnny, you know, the Chris Cunningham Apex Twin. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, that's right. Yeah. Rubber Johnny. Um, and then not long after that, Mister Price goes back to see his his little assistant again, and finds him like with a hole in his face. Yeah, his face is gone. His face is gone. Yeah, I mean. Who knows what happened there? That's the point. That's the point where you realise you're like, oh shit, not going to plan here. I'd be convinced it was some sort of effect. I reckon I'd be poking around in his face for much longer than I should. <laughs> you know, I've gone a minute too long in this guy's face. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's probably hot. What is it? Out. What is yeah. it? Strawberry jab? It's like someone's got what is it? ice cream scoop on his face. Just yeah. dig that out of there. Um. He also sees Jeffrey Coombs in the on the TV in the little CCTV camera, and he's walking really weird, like he's sort of a glitching yeah. sort of computer program, and he's got like a yeah, uh, like, like, a, like a shit like a shit nightcrawler who can only go like an inch <laughs> ahead at any one time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, oh, I guess this is when Vanessa disappears. Not Vanessa. Um, Evelyn. Evelyn. <clears throat> yeah, so I think Evelyn goes missing and then like all the lights start flashing and some crazy shit's happening. And I think they all sort of get down to this electroshock therapy place and she's been electrocuted and they, t- and they all take ages to try and switch it off. There was like a million a million, a million switches in that, in that room. And yeah. they like every switch they press is making it worse. Yeah. Oh that's more electrocution. <laughs> oh damn. Oh and more and more. <laughs> Uh, so obviously, yeah, they eventually they eventually shut it off, but she's dead. Um, Price goes a bit mad at this point, pulls a gun on the guests. Um, yeah, they've all got guns as well. We forgot to mention that, that they've all been given guns just for a laugh, I guess. There's a bit uh, earlier on, definitely, but after Vanessa, Melissa disappears, um, Dr. Blackburn, Sunday from OC, is like drinking... A cocktail glass or something, mm. 
and Teddy Diggs punches it out of his hand. And everyone's like really offended that he's he's punched his glass. And everyone's like, oh my nice. God, what are you doing? And like, what are you no doing, one's lad? about like the dead woman or anything. It's the, it's the fact that he was very rude. Yeah. <laughs> That's really shocked everyone. Yeah. Me and Carol yeah. laughing quite hard at that. Um, uh, and then not long after that, Price is who's like going a bit crazy, uh, as you would if your wife's just been murdered. He gets locked in like this thing called a saturation chamber, which is like this weird thing that I guess is used to treat schizophrenics. Um, and what have we got? Like loads of spinning stuff, and he's kind of so you inside his a zoetrope. Um, oh, that's it. Yeah, zoetrope. That's the one. Yeah, but uh, Dr. Blackburn puts him in there, and he's like, Help me out. It's like a weird little fisheye lens thing he's looking at. And he goes, I don't yeah. know which button it is. And then there's a, this lever that makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I guess that's this right. one. Better? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Better or worse? A lot worse. What? <laughs> a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> a lot worse. Yeah. So he starts having like horrible hallucinations, obviously, where he's seeing all the ghostly apparitions from the, uh, from the, Place <laughs> from the he place. Like, he, uh, I think he. I think he sees the doctor as well, Vanica. Yeah, he has like a little haunting vision, um, and he slips into this water, and there's like a a swimming woman with a mouth for a face. Like the visuals. I mean, oh yeah, they're not Tell like. Um, mouth... And there's another doctor who's got like a lizard face, who's like doing that jittery thing. Yeah, it definitely swings with the fences. Marilyn like... Manson music video thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they've just gone. In fact, Marilyn Manson, his music is in this film twice. They're just like, let's yep. just, we just, I just really like Marilyn Manson. Music Marilyn videos. Manson's killing it. His music <laughs> is in like Resident Evil. I'm sure it's in like loads of other stuff. His videos used to really scare me, actually. There's that video um, where, because nobody's. That one. You know, with like the. Fight song? No, no. That one? Uh, no? Nobody's ever gets called. What are we oh. so Oh, that one. Okay, I got you. And it's okay. got like the girls trying to run away or something, and they end up in pies. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a really yeah. creepy video. It's a good song uh, as well. I saw Marilyn Manson live once. Um, pretty sure he was fucked up in some way. <laughs> good times. Uh, so what happens next? So. Oh, so yeah. I think Sarah, Sarah, and Eddie find this portrait in an office. Of like the hospital's staff, and that is where they oh, start yeah. to deduce that all of the people who have been invited by the computer, by the haunted computer, are in fact descendants of the five survivors of the 1931 fire. Not sure how that really hap- happened. Um, and apparently, then Pritchett, Watson Pritchett, then manages to work out that the spirits themselves hacked the guest list on Price's computer, which is obviously the next logical step you would take when this is happening. Yeah. Um but the only name who's not there is um Blackburn, the, the doctor, so the guy from the OC. And they're like, That's bloody strange. Yeah. And then obviously we get another reveal, another a few stages of reveals, and then it's revealed that Blackburn is actually Evelyn's lover, Evelyn's alive, he injects her with something to bring her around, that's right, isn't it? So she's obviously initially was injected with something to slow her heart or stop her heart. It's like a Romeo and Juliet sort of situation going on. Yeah. So they faked her death. They're plotting to frame Price for the murders, hoping that one of the guests will kill him in self-defense. I mean, again, that's like a big hope, isn't it? It's like, uh, yeah. hopefully one of one of the guests would go, ah, bang, 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 
I mean, it does happen. So they were dead on, really. But, yeah. Uh, They're bang on. Yeah, she stabs... Um, she's pretty cold-blooded, Evelyn. She stabs, yeah. stabs what's-his-face. She should have done that thing from the Bond film where she squeezed him to death with her legs. That would have been impressive. <laughs> I'd um, like that. Yeah, or she could have gone, could have gone Dark Phoenix. She's she's got a lot of moves. Yeah, she's got all the moves. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, so that happens. She kills him, um, and then she releases Price from the chamber. And puts she beheads. What's his face? Yeah, she cuts Blackburn. bloody Blackburn. I mean, that's a big. De- if this is the fir- if that's the first person she's ever killed, yeah. right, right. Oh, right. we don't know her history. <laughs> and then killing someone, then cutting off someone's head is like a bloody. Yeah, I could do it, but I could do it. What I'm saying is, I could do it. Well, no, hopefully, we never have to. No, we have to. (laughs) Might do it for a laugh just on a a slow day. Uh, yeah, so she kills him, she lets Price out. He and then later, like Sarah and the others, like find him covered in blood with Blackburn's severed head nearby. And then he's going a bit nuts, and she like shoots him, doesn't she? She shoots him a few times in the chest in the chest. Yes, but luckily, like going, luckily. Well, actually, I don't know because maybe there were blanks in there, but I don't know because one of them had a real, real bullets. But uh, okay, well, they, they killed. No one shot in the head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, no one shot in the head, or legs, or arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah or and then Evelyn like goes up to his body. Basically, she's gloating. She's basically saying, oh, "I bloody beat you. You, you've already the one who's always got the tricks, but I'm the one with. The, I've done a big trick. I've done a big trick." <laughs> And then he he wakes up. He's got a bulletproof vest on, uh, yeah. and then they have a big old kerfuffle, a big old fight. He throws her through a door, WWE style, but the door is made of one ply. Yeah, and throughout this whole film, uh, they've been hinting at the darkness. It's just in this door it's down the bottom to the left. Don't open that door because the darkness. The is band. Over. <laughs> the band are in there. Justin. Don't open a door because oh. Justin. What's his name? Justin. <laughs> don't open the door. They're in there practicing. Don't. Don't be. I'll be ever so mad. Um. Yeah. We, yeah. She falls in there. Justin Hawkins. Sorry. Justin Hawkins. Sorry. That's the one. Yeah. I remember. It. Um. She falls in there, and then like uh, this darkness. I mean, it is just darkness. Moves across the thing towards, but even now. Uh, Price is like Evelyn, Evelyn. I know his voice, Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn. I'm a little busy at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so it gets her this this shadow, this shadowy. It's like it's like all the ghosts from the house. Everyone who's died in the house comprised into this big um, blob. Yeah, ghostly cloud. Of it's like people. A, a raw shock test that's come to life. It's like a. It's a good one. And it seems to like read that suck, it seems to like suck people in, even if they've literally just died, literally just died, and yeah. suddenly they're in they're in the cloud going, "Come here!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, doing this best spooky voices. Booga booga boo. Booga booga booga. Ah, yes, it's me who died yeah. five seconds ago. Already an evil ghost. Yeah. Um. So it starts as like it was going towards them so slowly. I was just like, just peg it. It's like it's like running away from a snail at this point. 
Okay, everyone's like looking at it going, oh my god, and just standing there, and it's just like creeping across the floor. It's one bit oh like, god, um, so fast. It like it, it turns like the house has like teeth, and then the corridor starts to like, yeah, morph. And I was like, that's pretty cool. They should do more of that. They didn't do any more of that. No, they were like, that's just like they had one yeah. trick, and that was it. Ran out of house uh, gags. Yeah. So it consumes Evelyn, and again, yeah, consumes her, and then suddenly she's already part of the darkness. And then I think it kills... Who does it kill next? Pritchett? Uh, Pritchett, he opens the door. Um, yeah, that's it. And it just drags him in. Yeah, yeah that's cool. I like that. Uh, and then what? <laughs> well, they <laughs> run away. They run into the attic. That's it. Um, Tay Diggs, Ayla and Jeffrey Rush run into the attic. Um, Jeffrey Rush manages to open the shutters just by wanging some uh, stuff around. And he yeah. wangs his thing just to write place in it it unlocks the windows uh so then they're trying to get out they're, they're really dragging it out by this point lots of slow motion um the windows open tentacles are trying to close the window thing so no one gets out yeah i mean ali lata gets out um uh, but tadix is locked in but then he's saved because katan's well, first of all, he says something like, I'm adopted. I'm not a true descendant of the original staff. And then there's a weird bit, yeah, where like Pritchett's ghost appears, like separate from the, the yeah. darkness. And like he's going, oh, I'll put the shutter for you. Don't worry. It yeah. just is a bit odd. It's odd. I was like, oh, what a good, he's a good guy, is he? Jeffrey he's a good guy. Uh, he sacrifices himself as well to save Annie That's Lattie. right, yeah. Um, so he's never a Which bad is... guy in the end, I think you were no. trying to say. Maybe not. Just like the full. Um, and there we go. That kind of happens. That happens. Then the classic, classic end of like, uh, not not even just like a early two thousands horror, but early two thousands action film, and yeah. early two thousands anything is that there are two people left. Sun's rising. Yeah. They're all <laughs> relaxed and you know ready for the new day, and it's like, what now? How the yeah. fuck do we get down from here? <laughs> Some shit like that. Do they say yeah. that? Yeah, well, in um, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, yeah, yeah, yeah that happens with LL Cool Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they find an envelope on the ledge which contains all five checks made out to cash yeah. for the million, for the millions. And he, they're proper, it, they're really up high. It's really windy, but they're probably like going, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really worried, like, be careful. I mean, there there's no go. way they're getting down. I'm afraid to say, like, no. there's unless like, a, a helicopter passes by for some reason. The next, the next movie is like a single location horror film of people stuck up on a high ledge. Yeah, similar to that film where people got stuck in a ski lift. Remember that? Frozen. I've not seen it. But it's called yeah. Frozen. Yeah, it's yeah. called Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, man, I've got some trivia for you. Sweet. Number one. Who was Jeffrey Rush trying to look like in the film? Is that, is that a real sentence? Who was who? Who was Jeffrey Rush trying to look like in the film? Vincent Vincent Price, right? No, he was never <laughs> meant to look like Vincent Price, star of the original film House on Haunted Hill. Oh, the, the original screenplay describes Stephen Price as a regular-looking businessman. Rush didn't care for this, so he suggested that his character looked like the film director John Waters. The uh, director agreed uh, to test it test it out. And after the transformation, he ended up looking oh, much just... more like Vincent Price than the director. Yeah, 
and directed. I suppose he does look a little bit like John Waters. It's just a moustache, isn't it? I think yeah. um, that's literally it, isn't it? Add yeah. that to anyone, and you go, "Oh, John Waters, yeah." Number two, uh, which so, gothic rock star was also considered for the role of Doctor Vanacut? Marilyn Manson. Yeah, He's got his fingers oh, in all the pies. This movie's pies. Uh, number three, we've already done this one, uh, but we couldn't resist it. What is the roller coaster featured at the beginning of the movie? It's the Incredible Hulk. Universal incredible S- bloody Hulk, mate. Universal. I think it's just because it was just because it was green. That was the only way I was. I've not been on it. Yeah. You've you've been on it, yeah. Yes, yeah, fantastic, really good. Uh, <laughs> that bit where um, it goes through the little tube and then it suddenly shoots off. That's that's you, you. You're hulking out, and then it shoots you out, and that's when you. Gone full on hooked out, and you. Yeah, oh, it's really cool. Sick. Yeah. Um, this and Thirteen Ghosts were the first films made by Dark Castle Entertainment, who took their name from which filmmaker? Uh, Mr. Castle. What's his name? Uh, you got it. You got it. It's, it's on the tip Wh- of your. It's William Castle, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the tip of your William Castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, on the tip of your William Castle. Number five. Uh, the movie was nominated for Worst Remake at the 1999 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. <laughs> Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Uh, but lost to what other haunting movie? A whole category for Worst Remake. Well, this came out the same year as The Haunting, didn't it? So, got to be that. It is The Haunting, yeah. The Haunting uh, of the Hill Houses. The Haunting on the ca- Castle of the Hotel. American <laughs> Horror Story. Yeah. Yes. Well, well done. You got them all right. Uh, Sick. Need to rate the film. I was actually going to go in a bit lower, but Ooh. I think I'm going to. Huh. I'm going to. I'm going to zhuzh it up a little bit. Not not a massive amount. I think. You're going to zhuzh. You're going to zhuzh. I'll let you go first then. If you're going to zhuzh. Well, I was I was thinking of a solid C minus, but now that I think about it, um. I quite like I quite like going in for nostalgia reasons because I remember this being one of the first horror movies I watched. I don't know, what it was, uh, twelve or something when I first watched this. Uh, but mm. and I, I remember liking it. It's a, it was nice to go back. Um, it's still got some cool spooky moments, and it's really the swing for the fences, which is really appreciate. I really appreciate. Uh, but it's still not a great film. <laughs> so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for a C plus. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm kind of with you there. Um, as I was saying, like, if I was going to compare it to those other films, like uh, 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship, which are obviously similar, I think on average, 13 Ghosts, we gave it a D. Yeah. A D. And I think it is better than that, in a way. Like, it's a more ra- well-rounded kind of film. Even though 13 Ghosts has got some good ghosts. It does, yeah. This yeah. kind of feels like a better film in total. So I'll probably go for a C- minus as well. As well? Did you do a C-? Minus? Uh, I don't remember. C+, I went with in the end. Okay. Yeah, so I'll do a C- minus because it's not... Yeah, I think it's marginally better than 13 Ghosts and Ghost Ship. But it's probably, again... I've not seen it for quite a few years. I probably wouldn't want to watch it again for another few years. Yeah. Until I've forgotten yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Um... Cool, man. Okay, have you got anything else you want to tell people before we go? Uh, no, no, that's nothing. Nothing else. I think. Do we know what we're doing next week? 
I don't know. Um, Next week, or are we are we doing a fortnightly? I think we dropped the fortnightly for the time being. If that's all yep. right. Um, Fine by me. Had, don't don't like about a, me. We had like a list of. Um, yeah, films. we've got a list. We've got a list of of so there is a f- there are a few that we kind of need to cover, I believe, because I think we've done a fairly good cross section of horror classics, but I think there's still a few more that we need to cover. Um, as, as I mentioned before, we haven't done Friday the Thirteenth. We haven't done uh, a few more Universal. We haven't done like the Mummy, the Wolfman, and you mean the originals. The originals, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done that. Seeing as you mentioned Splice and yeah. said it was on Netflix, how does that tickle your pickle? Uh, yeah, I've not seen it a long time. That's a, yeah, because that's a weird one, isn't it? That is a weird one. That might be something fun to do. Uh, so yeah, it's I think made, what it's what, what we we'll do, the guy who we'll made make a cube. I think. Oh really? I think so. Um, I think if I make a mini a mini list of like the big gaps. I mean, obviously, there's still going to be absolutely loads more to watch in future episodes. We'll make a mini list which cover like the gaps, I guess, that yeah. we're kind of missing, and then we try and work our way through that. Cool, that might be good. Give us some direction. But yeah, two weeks uh, until the next episode. Sweet. Cool, cool. Um, right. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can become a patron over at Patreon.com/forward/slash/HawkingCleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for a few music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing. And remember to hit subscribe or join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board Advisors. Um, and thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude. Thank you very much, Luke. It's been a pleasure. Cool. That's all. See you next time. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 